Take two. We're live. We are live. Amen. <laughs> just a little early. Just That's right. So uh, we are a little bit early uh, today. Those of you who are going to be catching this uh, a little bit later, you'll see my, my live uh, just real quick. Uh, we do ask that you would be with uh, in prayer for Sister Jenny. Uh, this is Brother Doug's wife who is currently up at Winchester Medical Center uh, in the CCU. Yeah. And uh, just continue. We, we covet your prayers. Prayer for healing. Um, and so uh, that's why we're going live right now. Some of you are probably like, hey, these guys are on now. Uh, and that's, that's why. Uh, because uh, he's going to go right after this and he's going to be up there with her. And so um, just continue to continue to remember her in your prayers. Yeah. All right. And so tonight um, we're going to get kicked right off with a song. We'll kick it off with a song like we normally do. And, uh, you know, it, it's interesting. I didn't notice this whenever we were rehearsing earlier. But, you know, these two were a little on the high side when we were practicing. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting here going, man, I wish it was in a different key. Took that off. Guess what? <laughs> Dropped it down a whole step. Is that why? <laughs> Made it comfy, right? Yeah. So this first one here is uh, Faith is the Victory. Good old song. Goes right along with what we're talking about tonight. Encamped along the hills of light, ye Christian soldiers rise and press the battle ere the night shall veil the glowing skies against the foe in veils below. Let all our strength be hurled. Faith is the victory we know that overcomes the world. Faith is the victory. Faith is the victory. Oh, glorious victory that overcomes the world. On every hand the foe we find drawn up in dread array. Let tents of ease be left behind and onward to the fray. Salvation's helmet on each head with truth all girt about. The earth shall tremble neath our tread. And echo with our shout. Faith is the victory. Faith is the victory. Oh, glorious victory that overcomes the world. To him that overcomes the foe, white raiment shall begin. Before the angels he shall know his name confessed in heaven. Then onward from the hills of light, our heart with of a flame will vanquish all the hosts of night in Jesus' coming name. Faith is the victory, faith is the victory, oh glorious victory that overcomes the world. Amen. Amen. Sure it does. It's our ace in the hole. That's right. And this is what we're going to be talking about tonight. We are looking at our next uh, aspect of the fruit of the Spirit, and that is faith. And so tonight, um, well, brother, what does the Bible say about faith? You know, the Bible defines faith there in uh, Hebrews 11.1 1, as the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Well, you know, the Greek word, <sighs> had to stop for a second and gather my thoughts. Uh, as we would say here, Sally, I can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the Greek word for faith is pistos and means 
uncertain moral conviction, belief, uh, persuasion, and or assurance. Yeah. You know, it's uncertain, uh, or it wouldn't be faith. Mm-hmm. If you if you realize something by not seeing or physically experiencing it for yourself, then that's faith. Oh, we mentioned that in season one. Amen. We did. Uh, that was a pretty good. We did a pretty good study on that. I think. Oh yeah. Check back. I can't take the exact episode. We got that many. Faith and, and belief. Uh, faith and belief. Faith and belief. You know, if you and and if you realize something by seeing it or physically experiencing it, then it's belief and it's not faith. You know, brother. I was thinking about this. Uh, you know. Israel didn't cross the Red Sea by faith. They watched that joker. They watched that thing have to dry and ground dry right up. They just, that was belief. They, oh, whoops, let's go. They went on across that thing. Mm -hmm. uh, Faith uh, is experienced down in your spirit uh, rather than by the flesh. Uh, It's a spiritual fruit rather than a fleshly experience. In fact, faith, faith can't be expressed spiritually until the flesh is pushed aside. You know that? That boat's... That boat's true for the rest of the fruits of the Spirit. That's exactly right. You know, uh, faith believes without seeing. Mm. In the, in this case, religious moral conviction or or belief that comes to you uh, spiritually. Uh, faith persuades you concerning some religious practice or event without any evidence whatsoever that uh, is perceived by our seven sense senses it, or five senses. It's spiritually discerned. You know, that's kind of like uh, the story that was told about the scientist, and uh, he had a. A couple of Christians in his in his class, but he was going to use the scientific method to prove that God did not exist. And so he called for a volunteer, and one of them Christian boys stood up and said, "Okay, how so?" He goes, "Well, do you believe there's a God?" He goes, "Yes, sir, I do." He says, "Well, have you ever seen him?" He says, "No, sir." He said, "Have you ever smelled him?" "No, sir." He says, hmm. "Have you ever tasted him?" He goes, no, sir. Have you ever touched him? No, sir. Have you ever heard him? No, sir. So he says, there you have it, class. I have just proved using the scientific method that God does not exist. So the young man says, professor, if I may address the class. Good luck. Go ahead. Sure. Let's hear what you got to say. So he turned to the class and said, how many of you here believe that our professor has a brain? Of course, everybody raised their hand. He says, well, have you ever seen it? No. Have you ever smelled it? No. Have you ever tasted it? Oh, no. Well, have you ever touched it? No. Have you ever heard it? Well, no. Okay, then, by that same process, I just proved that our professor has no brain. Amen. It it, it, kind of shows you who did have them. Yeah. Yeah, it might be said that... uh, Faith is a sixth sense because it's, it works spiritually within a whole different realm than we can normally see uh, in, in our flesh. Mm. The world as we know it has three dimensions of space. There are length and width and depth. And then there's also a fourth dimension of time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Brother, you could say that faith operates in a fifth dimension. And we'll, we'll just call that the spiritual realm. And it's not inhibited, you know, by anything, and, and we, can't, we can't see it as it operates on a normal basis because it transcends both space and time. You know, the apostles and prophets have occasionally been allowed to see and experience things in the spiritual realm, 
and they and they've been very impressive, uh, if not scary. Oh yeah. You know, but they can only be experienced spiritually unhindered by the flesh. Mm. In the book of Revelation, for instance, Brother John experiences things in heaven, and that was in the spirit. Well, Elisha and his servant were allowed to see God's army, and if you could imagine just for a moment, did you know Elisha? He already saw it. Uh, can you imagine the, the enemies camped around and Elijah's just kind of sitting there smiling and looking over? Who knows? Maybe he's counting the enemy army out like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just kind of go along. And his servant's losing his mind. I'll bet you. He's probably thinking, oh, he's lost it. He's smiling. He's, he's sitting up there counting the other army. He just knows we're going to die. 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 And Elijah's probably sitting there going, Lord, open his eyes. Lord, please open his eyes. And all of a sudden he sees, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, there's the army of the Lord. And I wonder, I'm honestly wondering, <laughs> I have to go back and look at that. I wonder if he wasn't that much more terrified. You know, Awestruck. I think, I think, I, I think maybe that's, that's why uh, the Lord don't show um, most people any more than he does. Because it would probably just terrify us if we could see the spiritual realm and the battles that's taking place over us and on our behalf all the time. Mm. Yeah. You know, brother, to think that we could have that kind of closeness—maybe, maybe not exactly to that extent—but that kind of discernment of spiritual things. Yeah, amen. You know, the Christian is indwelt by the Holy Spirit, who brings the fruit of the Spirit into the believer. And faith is, is just the one characteristic of, of that fruit. When, when allowed to operate in the belief uh, by pushing the flesh aside uh, and its desires, faith is then allowed to influence the belief. You know, brother, um, the, the, the way that the flesh works, uh, they, they try and make everything mesh together. Uh, you see those bumper stickers out there that say coexist or tolerance or who knows. They've come up with so many different ones tonight and funny. What they don't realize is that some of them might could get along, but there's two of them specifically. Uh, one that's got the crescent and the star, and the other one's got the upside down cross. Want the rest of them dead. Yeah, exactly. So they can't coexist because they want everybody else dead. And, brother, trying to let the flesh and the spirit operate at the same time. It's kind of like driving with sunglasses at night. You know, uh, if you're, and I'm not talking about those night glasses with the yellow tint. I'm talking about the dark shade sunglasses. And you see little glimpses of light, but we can't hardly see what's right in front of us. And it's clouded. But brother, when we get the flesh out of there, it's like taking them sunglasses off. You can see as long as the light is shining. Amen. Amen. Now when operating... Uh, faith directs and controls our paths towards spiritual things that God has directed for us to accomplish. The flesh uh, is the greatest hindrance to the operation of faith, as well as all the other characteristics of the flesh, of the uh, fruit of the Spirit. Uh, it also directs our feelings toward men spiritually rather than fulfilling our fleshly desires. For instance, brother, the, the flesh may desire to, uh, to kill our enemy. But the Spirit says, love you enemy as thyself. Reminds me of a story that my dad used to tell. And uh, when I was younger, and didn't really understand it much. But now that I'm grown and saved, I kind of get it. Um, he said that it's kind of like a, a story about a father who 
heard something in the middle of the night when he went to go check. Uh, he noticed his son had been killed mm -hmm. in his room there. And the guy was heading out the window, wasn't done it. So the father dives out the window after the guy, chases him down, tackles him in the yard. Now, any other story, we're like, all right, this is where he gets revenge and, you know, puts the guy down justice. Woohoo. Well, instead, uh, he takes the man and he says, I know that you killed my son, but if you'll come back and live in this house, you can have his room. I'll treat you just like my own if you'd be willing to take his place. And you know, used to that didn't make no sense to me, but brother, that's exactly what we did to God. Yeah. We took his son and we killed him, put him on a cross. And in return, he offered us joint heirs with Jesus Christ if we would put our faith and trust in him. Yeah. You know, this is impossible uh, to do unless the Holy Spirit is operating down in our spirit. Uh, allowing the Spirit to produce faith is what makes a man faithful uh, to the church and to its work as well as to each other. The flesh doesn't understand spiritual things. For the flesh, there is no good reason to go to church and serve something they can't see, hear, or touch. Uh, the flesh, well, it just, only, it just serves itself. And brother... Uh, without the Holy Spirit, all that the, they have, all that they have is the world's understanding and discernment. Uh, man is defenseless without the Holy Spirit because he has no spiritual discernment. And it, it's kind of like sending a man out to battle in boxer shorts and a blindfold. He ain't got no weapon, he ain't got no defense, and he can't see what's going on. He's just going to get mowed over. You know, it's the Spirit of God that that puts that faithfulness in us. Mm -hmm. The flesh isn't capable of serving God, not faithfully, uh, because of the years of temptations and trials we experience in our lives, uh, the, the flesh is, is, is of no use uh, spiritually. Uh, it must be overcome before faith can operate unhindered. And this can only come through the Holy Spirit that produces faith and faithfulness in our spirit. There's, there's nothing in our flesh that can make us faithful to our word or our promises, except to further benefit our flesh, which is only temporary best. Mm. And brother, this is the lookout for number one mentality that the world you know, tells, tells you. It says, what's in it for me? Well, what can I get out of this? Why, how does it, why should I help you? What am I gonna get out of it? And with the Holy Spirit, brother, we can negate that selfishness and do something for somebody without any hopes of gain or benefit for ourselves. Yeah, amen. You know, a Christian can only be a faithful man uh, when he allows the Holy Spirit to produce that in our spirit or down in our inner man. If a Christian doesn't allow faith to operate down in their spirit, he can never mature past where they are at the present. Mm. A faith allows you to step out and move in the direction of some event person or circumstance without really knowing what the outcome will, will be. And we call that exercising our faith. And brother, on that note, you know, just like in our physical bodies, uh, whenever I was in basketball, we would go to the gym and we would work out and, and lift weights and things of that nature. And the whole purpose of doing that is when you lift weights, you're tearing away the old muscle to make it new, you know, to, to let it form back and be, be stronger and new. Yeah. Well, brother, whenever we exercise our faith, we tear away that flesh. We tear away that old nature and we replace it with the spirit. You know, the, 
the person with the most faith is the person who exercises faith the most. It is also the person who most, most often have put their flesh under control or has his flesh under control. The evidence of faith uh, in a believer's life is, is action because faith moves you into action or service. Uh, faith needs the body to manifest itself, but the body has to be first brought under subjection. Faith moves you to attempt things others think is impossible. Ordinary people can do extraordinary things when they allow the spirit to breach the barriers that the flesh has set up. And, and what we sometimes call miracle, brother, is not miracles at all, but the reigning, uh, the reigning in of the flesh and the spirit kind of acting freely on something that God has already given us to do anyway. Amen. Well, brother, you're familiar. Um, quite a few years ago, they came out with something called a Garmin. Uh, now everybody's got it right here on their phone, and that's a GPS. Um, and I'm kind of glad that it went to the phone because the Garmin, I remember, I had one for a long time. And if you didn't keep that Joker updated, you'd wind up somewhere, some way, and wonder how you got there. But the whole purpose of a GPS and, say, Google Maps or uh, iPhone Maps or whatever they call it anymore, Apple Maps, um, is to route you to the destination as quickly and as safely as possible. And some of these things, man, they're, they're so advanced that they'll, they keep track of the traffic. Uh, they, they'll tell you what the speed limit is on the, on the road. And, you know, it, it's pretty neat. And if you kind of take that and apply it to our lives, you know, God has a path for us, which is our home in heaven. Amen. You know, that's the destination. But getting there, God has a path for us to follow. And see, he looks ahead. He sees the dangers that lie in our path. He knows what way we ought to go. And we ought to follow in order to get to our destination safely. And, you know, he's provided the way. Well, sometimes in our Christian walk, we, we kind of like to take the wrong turn. Or uh, here's the ever popular one. No, there's a faster way. I know I can do this. Oh, yeah, right. And then... <laughs> Then we find out it's the wrong way. And uh, whenever we're headed some way of danger, God will often use chastisement to make us do a U-turn and get back on route. Uh, but it doesn't always necessarily have to be something bad. We, we could have, you know, allowed something to kind of distract us a little bit, maybe a, uh, a little adventure. And God has to close that door in the forms of a roadblock and put up a detour sign telling us, hey, you need to get back to the road I got you on. Amen. And Brother Faith will hit that roadblock and take the detour and get back on track. The flesh will hit that roadblock, turn around and go, well, we're going to go home. Amen. You know, faith will always produce action or works of a spiritual nature. It, it takes control uh, of the spirit of a man away from the flesh and allows us to proceed toward the spiritual things that God has for us. Mm. The Bible says in uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 9, uh, eye is not seen nor ear heard or enter has entered into the heart of man the things God has prepared for us. And brother, that's because we're hindered by the flesh. They will be realized when we lay this flesh down in death because the flesh can no longer hinder us from seeing, hearing, and receiving those things. But suppose, just suppose, that we can lay aside the flesh without dying to do it. Mm. Could we then experience those things while we're alive? Oh, I don't know about 100%, because in order to be 100%, brother, we would have to give up the flesh completely. We would have to be uh, dead yeah. in order to be 100%. But 
Now, 75-80, I don't see why not. No, I, I believe you're right. Uh, you know, I believe that, at least that part of it is possible. Mm -hmm. Probably, you know, probably not 100%, but what is possible is that we can experience more of the spiritual as we bring the flesh uh, under subjection. Amen. Uh, James 2.17 says that uh, the, the faith, uh, if it hath not worked, is dead being alone. It means it's dead because it's never allowed to exercise and has become fat and lazy, content with the flesh dictating their life for them. You know, brother, the sad thing is, is the junk food that the world offers, it really tastes good. I used to always say, man, it would be easier to eat healthy if the stuff that was good for you tastes as good as the bad stuff. I mean, I, I have yet to find a health food that tastes exactly like a hostess cake, you <laughs> yeah, know? I know what you mean. I mean, uh, but that's the way the world works. But what we don't realize is that all it does is weigh us down. Brother, we need a steady diet of God's word and our faith to be exercised. Amen. You know, the flesh is a direct enemy of faith mm -hmm. because it builds a wall that uh, contains faith down in your spirit. We won't let it out. We won't let it operate. If a man can truly operate by faith without the hindrance of the flesh, I believe he can not only see the things uh, in the spiritual realm, but I think he could influence them. Mm. But you know, we've got the flesh, and it's usually allowed to hinder spiritually to where uh, you can't realize the many things God has laid up for you spiritually. You know, brother, Hebrews 12.1 tells us uh, to lay aside every weight and the sin which just so easily beset us and then run with patience the race that is set before us. So we, we need to lay down the weight. We just said that the things in life weigh us down. Yeah. And it, it's not necessarily always bad things. It could be good things. It, it may not necessarily be a sin, but you know we, we say, and the Bible says, that anything that takes away from God is idolatry. So though it itself might not be a sin, it can become a sin if we let it. Amen. And it'll just weigh us down. That being the case, brother, uh, you still can realize as many things as, as you can push the flesh uh, aside to experience. Yep. Uh, I don't know how far God will actually let us go uh, or, or what he would allow us to see if we could truly put aside the flesh and walk in the spirit all the time. But I do know that John saw things in heaven when he was in the spirit, as well as Paul and, and, and Peter on occasion, breaching the walls of the flesh to see uh, spiritual things and we know that in, in the spirit uh, that they all those folks they, they transcended time and space well you know brother Hebrews 11 uh, 33 on through 35 says who through faith subdued kingdoms wrought righteousness obtained promises stopped the mouths of lions quenched the violence of fire escaped the edge of the sword um, out of weakness were made strong waxed valiant in a fight Turned to fight the armies of the aliens. Uh, women received their dead, raised to life again. And, and brother, all this that they attained, uh, a good report because of faith, and they hadn't received the promise yet. But brother, we've received the promise. Amen. And, uh, and that promise is in us by the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. So how much more is, is there in a spiritual realm uh, just waiting for us to tap into it? Uh, Hebrews makes it pretty clear that uh, these things and, and more are, are waiting for us in the spiritual realm. 
The trouble for us is not that we don't know where they are, but rather, how do we get there and obtain them? Well, brother, the answer to that is we must put aside the flesh and give into the spirit. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, though, uh, most men and women can only lay aside the flesh uh, to that extent through death. But it doesn't have to be that way. The prophets and the elders and the apostles have proved that because you know they reached in that spiritual realm themselves and and grabbed a hold of some of uh, some of the things that were there uh, and did it according to the scripture. <coughs> I think I think we could as well if we could just bring our flesh under subjection and allow the characteristics of, of faith to fully operate down in our spirit. But are we willing to make that sacrifice? Well, you know that brother is easier said than done, and that's because the flesh is so often allowed to dictate our spiritual walk. And, and the Bible says this, that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And, and brother, that's because we are severely <coughs> limited as to what we can do for the Lord because we've allowed the flesh to get in and, and, and have rule over our mind and our very thoughts and therefore affecting what we can and cannot do for God. Brother, the mind is the battleground between the flesh and the spirit. When, when we are able to allow the mind to win over the spirit and start walking more after the spirit than the flesh, we will start experiencing more of the spiritual realm. Until then, our spirit will be held hostage by the flesh and continue to be stymied, and we will not know of the things uh, in the spiritual realm until we lay down this flesh in death. Uh, and in, during this war, brother, it's the devil that's in the middle of this, of this battle for our minds. Because not only is there... Uh, good in the spiritual realm, but there's there's evil as well. And as long as we can, as long as he can hinder your service for the Lord by feeding your flesh, the longer he can continue to rule the world. The time is on his side. Uh, he doesn't have to defeat you. All he has to do is just slow you up until you die. The Christian only uh, defects the devil through the Holy Spirit that indwells us. And the victory only comes when faith, uh, we allow the Holy Spirit to produce its fruit in us and manifest it to the world wholly given to sin without us. Brother, we have all the tools right at our fingertips. The armor of God, we have the fruit of the Spirit, but we have to be willing to let the flesh be put by the wayside in order to let the Spirit operate and utilize those tools we've been given. Amen. You know, brother, we, uh, if a man's out there and he's not saved, he's not been born again, uh, all he has is a, is a shed. He don't have no tools in it. <laughs> it's sad, but true. Yeah, it's absolutely true. And folks, if, if you're out there tonight and, and, you don't, and you don't know Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, man, I don't, you don't know what you're missing. Uh, so, why don't you just make that commitment today? Just say, you know, Lord, uh, I know I'm a sinner and I and deserve hell because of my sin. And I know, Lord, if you're the one that came and took my place on that cross and set me free, if I just accept you. And then believe, Lord, believe that he died and rose again and that he blazed a trail for us by simply accepting what he's already done. Then confess him as your savior. 
Ask him to come in your heart and save your soul. And uh, folks, he will. And I'll guarantee he will. Amen. And he's faithful to do that. Yeah, amen. That's what the song says here. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hands have provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. The last verse says this. Pardon for sin and a peace that endureth thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow blessings on mine with ten thousand beside Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed thy hands have provided. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy He has to be faithful because we surely not. <laughs> That's right. So tonight, uh, we thank you for, well, I guess this afternoon, we thank you for being with us. Yeah. Uh, if you're catching the, the second half of, uh, of it being at 5 o'clock, uh, there'll be a, a temporary broadcast just to let you know that you can come find this particular one uh, a little bit, little bit before. Um, again, we just ask that if you're watching on Facebook, uh, make sure you hit that heart, that's the love button, and share it. And so you get to take a part in helping spread the gospel Amen. when you hit that share button. And uh, you have no idea how just that takes two seconds. Just click, click, and out it goes. And you'll share in the blessings of this ministry by doing that. Amen. Yeah. When I say before the Father. And just see the Christ, they'll be... They'll, they'll share they'll share in whatever we've accomplished by this thing through the Lord they, they take part in and, whatever, and they get part of the reward for it amen. amen and same goes for you who are watching us on YouTube uh, a little bit later um, 
we ask that you hit that thumbs up, subscribe, and as always, you can look over here for our last video and right here for our subscribe to our channel. And if you push that little bell, it'll notify you every time a new video comes up. Yeah. And usually right across the top. Uh, I'm not sure who'll be up there this week, but we usually have uh, a little banner that you can click. And uh, I think last week it was uh, Miss Aubrey Kate, uh, Christian songwriter, singer, uh, missionary's kid, uh, just shares uh, how the Lord is blessed and uh, what it's like the day-to-day -day life of a missionary's kid. Yeah. And so uh, you can go check her out. I may just put her up there again since I mentioned her. There you go. Um, and, and go see that. I know she'll be a blessing uh, to you. All right. And if you're on Spotify or any of our other podcasts, just hit the thumbs up and you can share the link uh, with anybody. You can just hit copy link. So you can also find us at www.l-b-c.com. Uh, it's been renovated. Amen. And uh, we, we thank the Lord for that. You've done a super job with it too. Yes. And uh, so if you go check that out, it's got all of our links. It's got every, every bit of information you could ever want to know. Yeah, brought uh, us right into it. the 21st century, didn't he? There you go. Yes, he did. <laughs> so uh, thank you again. And we're going to close with a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we're so thankful. Uh, Lord, we just thank you for allowing us to have this broadcast, Lord. We, we, we thank you for allowing us to um, share the gospel, Lord, not just right here locally at home, but Lord, across the world. Uh, and Father, we, we just ask that you would continue to open doors into new countries and new territories, Lord, that your word would spread. And, and Father, we ask that you'd be with those that are listening. Uh, Lord, there's some where our very broadcast might even be illegal, Father. But Father, we just ask that you would encourage them as they stand for their faith, Lord. As they stand in you, we pray for your grace and your mercy upon them. Lord, help us that are blessed, Father, beyond measure. Lord, those of us who can freely share the word of God to do so, Father, to put it out there, to share with the lost that a Savior has died for them. And Lord, if there's one listening that's never done that, I pray that they would put their faith and trust in you, Lord, by admitting that they're a sinner, believing that Christ died and rose again for them and confessing him as Lord and Savior. Yeah. Lord, I pray that they do that before it's too late. Yeah. Father, I pray for your children that are listening to this, that they might be encouraged. Father, Lord, so many times we just scratch the surface of what you have in store for us. Lord, this fruit of the Spirit, as we've said, is but a down payment to what heaven has to hold. Yes. And Father, I pray that we would desire to draw closer to you and in doing so that you would just open our hearts and our lives to that which you have for us. Lord, all this would be for naught if it wasn't for Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray, amen. amen. And we continue to covet your prayers uh, for Sister Jenny. Yeah, thank you. All right, so y'all, have a blessed evening, and we will see you next week. That's right. And we're about ready for some more questions, too. Yep, meekness and, and temperance. Yeah, yeah, we are. We've got two more, and we'll need, uh, we'll need some questions to answer. Uh, we started this thing answering questions from out there. Yeah. And uh, we've kind of done a couple series here, but it's time to get them questions. Almost at the year mark. We should have stirred up enough questions with what we've just talked That's about. That's right. Amen. 
And you can send those questions either via our Facebook or at lbcroundtable at gmail.com. Amen. All right. God bless you all. Yeah, God bless you.